Welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. In case you didn't know, my name is Alon. And my name is Mike. Mike, who are you? I am a random person that happens to live in New York City, well, actually New Jersey, and I answered the call for uh, chatterboxes, chatterboxers in the New York area, and that's, that's me. It was amazing because, you know, you were wondering how this would work, or how, it's like, you probably got lots of people, and I said, no, no, that's why during the show I made it clear to anyone paying attention that I expected zero people to respond to this call, because that's how it works. Uh, nobody actually does it, but you had the balls to send that email, and, uh, and that was good. One other person did, um, Raphael. I want to say thank you, Raphael, but it, uh, you know, we had this organized in advance that's, well, uh, of his email anyway. That's uh, two of the four turtles. You got Mikey, we got Raphael, so all you need is a Donatello and a Leonardo, and there Donnie, we go. Donnie and Lenny? Donnie yeah. and Lenny, there you Maybe. go. All right, I am going to ask you to speak more loudly. Oh, okay. Sorry. Directly into the mic. Um, okay, so as as you now know, if you listen to last week's show and the last five seconds, we're in New York. A uh, bit of an interesting experience so far. This is a we're, we're at your workplace. We don't have to talk about where it is, but it's an interesting work environment, to say the least. Um, and we just went to the Nintendo store before, before coming here. Where we got completely schooled by uh, a little kid at a... Uh Super Mario Brothers Wii Yeah, what was he, like, eight, ten, maybe? I think he was maybe six, or ringer, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. He's totally annihilated us. And So we were playing New Super Mario Brothers U, yep, and we definitely got, got killed. I wanted to show you Donkey Kong. You have a Wii U. I do, I do. How much have you played this Wii U? I have not played it that much. Um, I had a very, very bad first experience with my Wii U that kind of... Off put me on my Wii U playing completely. The irony but, to me is that the ex- the negative experience you had with the Wii U, the one that has present- prevented you from playing it, or at least, I mean, it hasn't actually prevented you, it's, it discouraged you from playing it, was a desire to play Wii games on the Wii U. It had nothing to do with the Wii U itself. Yes, yeah, so do you want me to explain what happened yeah. so that people understand first yeah, <laughs> what we're talking about? Because it doesn't make sense to me. All right, so uh, like everyone else in the world, Wii U is coming out, and I was kind of buying into the hype. Um, I always usually get every system that comes out anyway, so it's not really that different for me. But I bought the Wii U and um, brought it home and hooked it up and uh, went to do the very interesting and weird file transfer process that the Wii U has set in place where you... Um, do your we uh, do the data transfer and like all, all the uh, Pikmin take all your file people or all your files and they launch it off into the rocket and it's going from the old Wii to the new Wii and I was really excited. I have not seen that by the way. That oh, sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's a whole weird experience where once you initiate a file transfer, um, you actually see icons being carried by little Pikmin of everything you've ever done in your Wii. They load it up into a rocket ship. And then you have to continue the process on the Wii U, and it you know gets transferred over on an SD card. And I unfortunately got to the Wii U process of it, and uh, apparently my rocket ship exploded in space, and uh, apparently my files never made it back to the Wii U land. And uh, the way Nintendo has their process set up is that when they do the file transfer, they wipe everything. And uh, I guess I wasn't smart enough to predict that this would happen and I lost pretty much all of my Wii data which includes There's some data that you can you can copy to a card but keep on the Wii so you could have had it duplicated on multiple cards in advance at least for some of the data this may be true I probably wasn't thinking too far uh, in advance and wasn't expecting that to happen I guess maybe I've been spoiled by other systems with cloud saves like my iPhone or even uh, PlayStation Plus and I don't know. I have a lot of data in there that... Uh, All right, so bottom line, you were trying to play old stuff on the new stuff, and the bad experience moving old stuff has made you not want to play new stuff. Well, I wasn't even really going to be playing too much old stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, most of the data that I cared about um, was for, from Animal Crossing, was from uh, my Wii Fit, which had a lot of random weird data in there, and uh, Wii Sports, like... You know, we, when we used to play, we have, like, a lot of uh, uh, records and, and things like that in there. You get a perfect 300 on uh, bowling, and but don't want to leave that behind. But don't forget, too, that the last story and um, the other RPGs, you know, Blade Chronicles, also came out for the Wii, and those are not short games, and um, I don't yeah, know... Yeah, but if, you beat them, right? No, I did not. So 
one of them I was maybe about halfway through and uh, never really finished and lost that save and you know even a lot of other games like I, I think I was about halfway through Donkey Kong uh, what is the the Wii U version of Donkey Kong uh, Returns maybe uh, just a lot of games I have a lot of Wii games I probably own about 30 Wii games and about half of them I've probably never f- you know completely finished but had hopes to maybe go back and play and at the very least you know the saves should still be on my original Wii but Nintendo was uh, stupid enough to uh, you know uh, n- delete the file I don't know why they delete the files the, the save files no, it's because they they're, they're crazy they're, the way they work with the licensing it's frustrating you've, you've read about this bit about how like uh, if you buy a virtual console game on your Wii U and you get another Wii U later uh, too bad like yes. you can't move the games over yes yeah, I would be okay with that. I'm, I'm, I don't love how they're handling, um, how they're handling like the license stuff, which I, I would think would be something I would care more about. But I, I feel like I expect that from system to system. Um, I just have no idea why they would delete game saves. Like it doesn't make sense to me why for a transfer process it wouldn't be a copy the data versus uh, wipe it and delete the data and uh <laughs> there's some weird background noise apparently we have an old radiator here that, that is like... so annoying <laughs> yeah i i forgot that that don't exists. worry i don't think the mics are picking up on okay it. all right sorry about that so okay so the wii transfer failure has had you not playing the wii u so you've missed out on some good stuff like nintendo land's uh donkey kong game which i wish we could be playing right now right but we're not um, and Super Mario Brothers Wii U is also kind of fun. It's not that different from whatever, the one you've already played. But anyway, that was interesting to learn that that you chose not to play it just because your your transfer failed. Well, I don't. again, I don't think it was a choice. I think it was my, my hype train kind of got derailed, and then other games possibly have come out. And I also have not had any like parties at my house since the Wii U has come out. I don't know if that's just a timing thing. I mean, it's not that I'm never going to go back and play. I just... I somehow missed the hype train, and now I, I do have these games that I have not really touched. I have a system that I have barely even touched. And I also don't didn't enjoy their update process for the launch Wii. You know. Whatever. So I, I wasn't happy about that either. And again... You know what's amazing I, to me is that you've ever played video games if these small frustrations have prevented you from playing. Generally... That's not the case with me. In this particular case, I don't know why. Maybe maybe just because I've had this blind Nintendo fanboy like veal on and this was like maybe the biggest blunder in my eyes, like for for as far as Nintendo stuff goes. I don't know. But somehow this is I mean again, I have a three DS, I have a DS, I've every Nintendo system that's ever come out. I have tons and tons of Nintendo games. Just this this particular thing kind of upset me and So is your house kind of like the Nintendo store? So for those who haven't been there, we should we should talk about the Nintendo Store. Okay. Which I gotta say, a little bit underwhelming from what I was expecting. And I was expecting something a little bit more amazing, like FAO Schwartz amazing, which is probably not that incredible anymore. But uh you walk in, the downstairs is all super kid stuff. I mean everything is kid stuff, but downstairs is especially like Skylanders Pokemon territory. Am I describing that no, accurately? It's very fair. Uh, okay. Lots of visuals and things kind of separated out enough that it looks pretty and very yeah. but it is i mean it's like a nintendo heaven and um when you go upstairs though that's when it gets real it's like a nintendo museum they've got a, a big old area under glass that's like the entire history of zelda starting off with you know the original legend of zelda and they have what was amazing to me was that um they have the boxes for the nes games and like all the games are they have the box for but they're not in mint condition there's a couple of them that I was like, I think I have a better Zelda box at home um, for the, the the Nintendo 64 one, the the super famous one that everyone loves. What the hell is it Ocarina called? Of Time? That's Ocarina the of Time? one. Okay. I didn't know what you were asking. Ocarina for a second. of Time, right? And I was, I was telling the kid there, the, the Nintendo kid, the guy who works there. Very the enthusiastic guy, yeah, Nintendo kid. I think I have one that's in better shape. It's, like, oh, it's pretty good. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but like... The Zelda 2 box was in horrible condition. They had a Virtual Boy, a box for the Virtual Boy, and it, this is a different display case. There was one display that was virtually all Zelda stuff, the entire timeline. Um, but then they had another one behind glass towards on the wall, right, which was just the history of Nintendo. Like, it had Rob the Robot, the original NES, and the Famicom, all the way up to the Wii U, and you know, with little placards saying when they were all released and that stuff. 
Um, but they had the Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy was a box with like a $29.99 sticker on it with like Game Express, some, you know, I believe cheesy game sales company retail outlet in New York somewhere. Um, and it was just, it was like you, your friend's basement has this old Virtual Boy in it, and that's the one that they used in, this, in the display. They didn't have fresh anything. And that was amazing to me. Did that, did that not strike you as out of the ordinary? Well, I've been unexpected? there before, so maybe maybe I, I came to uh, understand that that's what would, would, would be the expectation. But I've always kind of been a little underwhelmed with uh, with the uh, Nintendo Store, just in general. I feel like there could be a lot more interesting things they could do at the store or have in the store. Like the fact that I can't go there and uh, play a Virtual Boy kind of bums me out because I mean they should just have that. I feel like they should have a whole maybe. I feel like it should be half retail, half more museum, and maybe that's not really what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I actually I hadn't thought in advance of what it would be like, but yeah, I mean, now that I think of it, more museum style than it was. Yeah, would it's, be it's more interesting to it's, me. It's legitimately just retail, and it's nothing you can't find anywhere else. But uh, you know. Everything there you can pretty much find on Amazon. I mean, like the the Hyrule book, I I, I got that off Amazon recently. Like, there's stuff that I saw. There's some I, special limited edition of that, by the way. That they had one of those in the case. I don't know what is special about. It. I think it's just embossed or something, maybe. and it has some gold leaf on the sides. But otherwise, it's the same book. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I haven't read the whole thing, but I mean, it's it's interesting. But a lot of the stuff that was there, I was not too like, oh wow, they have this. Nobody has that. Um, and also, I, nothing. Nothing like that they only have, right? I can't go there and find something that I can't find somewhere else. Anyway, we're going to talk about some more interesting stuff. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. All right, we're back. Now, we were a little bit rambly last time, but, you know, this is your, your first time on, on the air. Um, so much stuff that we, we could talk about. In fact, we, during the break, we covered a lot of different stuff. Um, are, are you recording properly over there? I believe I am. Yeah. See, this is what happens when we yeah. don't know what we're doing. I'm recording. Okay, good times. Um, okay. So when we were at the Nintendo store, we actually realized, like, oh, we, we're going to need to talk about Rayman because the kid there asked us if we had played the Rayman Legends demo. Do you remember this? Yes. Well, I think I might have just been meeting you and meeting you at the time, but yes, I overheard him talking about it. Oh, let me let me tell you. So I was talking to this kid at the Nintendo store and Mike walks up and he's like, hey, let's, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm Mike. And you may not realize this, but you're talking to the guy with like the best video game podcast ever. Is that, am I, am I remembering that? It, it was pretty it? close to that. And yeah. he kind of looked at me and then he kind of, Shook a little bit and got. Let me tell you, you could tell the guy cared so much because he didn't even bother to ask what podcast it was. Yes, this he, is true. He did not give any any. What's I don't want to use bad word. He did not care at all, well, not to, one bit. To be fair, though, he was definitely into Nintendo talk at that point, and I don't think anything was going to stop him talking. He was, he was he was definitely into what he was talking about when I walked up. He was pretty engrossed. Yeah. Uh, of course, if he listened to the show more than once, he would realize that one of our sponsors, in fact, our only sponsor, is the University of Advanced in Technology, and their website is uat.edu. Um, I don't think they have a New York campus, so you wouldn't you wouldn't be going anytime soon, unfortunately. 
but they are in Tempe, Arizona, and uh, you know, I encourage people to look at their website. Now, back to Rayman Legends. This is something that I had actually intended on bringing up on last week's episode. Um, you're, you're familiar with the history of Rayman Legends? Um, somewhat. I mean, sort I've of. read about it. I haven't. I mean, we're living history r- right now. Yes. So, the game was supposed to be a launch title for the Wii U. It's one of the reasons that. I was interested in having a Wii U because Rayman, whatever the last game was, was very good. Um, what was it? Origins. It's called Origins. Which I did not play. Just FYI. Really? Yeah. You should. It's I not know, expensive. It's, I, have a, I have a very, 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 very long backlog of games that I want to play. It's on that backlog. I just have not actually played it. Yeah. All right. Well, give it a try. Anyway, um, so it's supposed to be a launch title, and then they pushed it to February, and... Now they suddenly announced that it's going to be, not indefinitely, but put on hold basically until Christmas season because they decided that they're going to release it on the 360 and the PS3 as well. Uh, And they want to do a simultaneous release for everything. But it's interesting because they... uh, like one of the lead programmers has has openly discussed the fact that like they worked very hard to make sure the game was ready for this delayed release in February... And uh, now it's not. It's like they got it finished. It's gold. It's ready to go. But they're not releasing it. And it's simply a timing issue. And, I mean, my my assumption is they realize that nobody bought the Wii U. So they don't want to release the game and then take all the hype away from the re- from the release when people will actually buy it for the other systems, right? Oh, well, it's not a new game anymore because it came out a long time ago. So why release it? I release it now. I mean, if it'll kill the hype for it, that's my guess what's going on. But now there's all these people saying, you know, Hey, that's, that's BS. You should release the game. It's ready to go. People want to play it. Uh, the programmers worked hard on it and, and they want it released. So you should let it go. And I, part of me thinks like release it now. There's so many times like you, you said you play borderlands. I don't think borderlands is the right example for this. Did borderlands come out on, on all the systems or at least I don't, it came out Xbox on 360, Steam, and uh, PS3. Okay. But it it released not all together, right? Like, didn't it come out on the 360 first before anything else? I don't think that's true. But, again, uh, no, I think it came out at the same time. But, again, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure. I got it from one system. And okay. Really Listen, I'm not a Borderlands game. fan. So, I uh, I mean, I've just never played it. So, I can't really speak about its history. There, there are a lot of games lately that are being released um, on one system and then like they don't release on the next system until then it's like the the special edition or like Batman armored edition or some special collector's edition is what's released on the other system there's been a lot of this in the last couple of years and I don't I don't particularly know why they've chosen to do that maybe it's just because they figured it would be good on one and then it got enough steam that they they pushed it on another system or something but um, I'm curious if you've had any thoughts about would it be better or worse? I mean, I just explained why one reason it might be worse to release now and then release it later on the other systems. Well, I mean, what, I would think, you, what do you think would actually happen? I think it's always going to be financially driven uh, no matter what. So I think probably what you said is most accurate that there's probably some money or financial reason why they wouldn't do it. I think I read probably in an article or a comment or discussion, I don't remember where somebody mentioned too that, for some of the other systems, there's stipulation that if you're going to release a game on one system and then do it later on the other, there has to be something, some sort of content that has to be different for it. Um, I don't know if that's true or no, not no, true. That, that you have to? Um, because you, maybe, you certainly maybe, don't have to do anything. I don't, you don't have to, but it, it was some part of some sort of contract. If they wanted to be able to do it, then they would have had to. like do like do So they would have uh, Rayman on... Save Rayman, Rayman came out on the Wii U first, mm-hmm. and then they wanted to re-release it. They'd have to have some sort of content that might have to be unique. Oh, like the, Microsoft or Sony might have something that says you're not going to release an old game on our system unless it has something Yeah, new. just like those editions that you're talking about mm-hmm. where they usually either put all the DLC on it together or something. For this particular game, I mean, I don't really see why everyone's so upset. I mean, the Wii U is really getting all the, the touchscreen awesomeness and the other two systems, as far as I can tell, are not unless... There's something I don't know about it, like they're going to be doing something with the Xbox Glass, or I don't think there's anything for the PlayStation right now. But um, you know, that that unique piece is still going to be unique to the Wii U. So really, the best experience I think is going to be on the Wii U, no matter what, anyway. And uh, I don't know, you see it on Steam all the time. Uh, they release games that have come out on consoles, and 
months and months later and it still does fairly reasonably well on pc i don't know yeah the, the breaking of the pc market is a di- kind of a different story though okay so it's it feels I different i don't really know, i don't really have any great insight i think you kind of just hit the nail on the head I don't so what think... so what do you think would happen as as a gamer you don't play your wii u right so you but you would get it on the wii u as opposed to one of these other systems because you know you know better than to to wait yes um, and that it's not going to be as good in the other ones but I mean, what what do you think would really happen? If they release it now, would you... Let's say you didn't have the Wii U. Eight months go by. It's finally released in October or November, whenever it's going to be out. Like, would you think to yourself, oh, well, that game is so old, I don't want to play that anymore. Or it shouldn't be a, a $60 game because it released so long ago. I think it only really matters for people that own multiple consoles. I think if I only had a PS3, I don't think it would bother me at all. If I only had a Wii U, I think it only bothers... I think the core people it bothers the most are the people that are really into the Wii U and maybe not into the other systems. And I guess they feel well, like... of course, because they're, they're getting, the ones who are being delayed. Exactly. They're the ones getting the shaft. And that's really, really the whole story here. I mean, I don't think it matters too much other than... Uh, again, unless there's something we don't know about, like if they're planning on doing something with like the new consoles that are coming out or... Uh, I don't think it matters. I think it just is maybe just cheaper for them to do, or maybe the development is cheaper just to do it. I think it's, I think it would kill the hype. That's that's what I think is happening, and it's unfortunate. But I also like I get. I'm surprised that they were planning originally to only release it on the Wii U at all. Like that just seems silly. Why would you release it, especially on a new system, right? Well, um, they they probably thought the Wii U was going to do way better. Yeah. Than it's actually, actually doing. So Ubisoft has this history of jumping the gun with new systems. Release being the biggest company on an, on a launch uh at least i mean i haven't checked the numbers but it seems to me like they release a ton of games for new systems and try to get in on on that idea that everyone wants the new games for their new system and nobody bought the Wii U so that's probably why they uh they didn't care well i guess they wouldn't have known until it actually released and they had delayed prior to release but uh now they're ready to just say oh you know what screw it we have to release it on another system to make some money and um, if they release it early. Anyway, now I'm just going in circles. But but yeah, that's what I think is happening, and it's annoying because you, it's a quality game I wanted to play. Do you think at all it could be that the other companies maybe gave them some extra financial in, incentive to hold it off? Like, do you think either... I mean, no. I, don't, I don't think so because it's both coming out for PlayStation and Microsoft, but do you think maybe there could have been some sort of like, whoa, no. we'll release it for your console It was, it was a, an Ubisoft decision, just, 100%. I mean, I'm... I'm guessing, but I'm right. You're right. probably that's, right. I am yeah. probably. That's that's what happened. I'm probably not even useful for this conversation as far but, as that goes. Hey, don't don't say that. <laughs> um, now you mentioned the new systems, and that's another thing I want to talk about. So on Wednesday, my birthday, by the way, um, I'm at that age now where I shouldn't care about my birthday. I shouldn't be telling it, but. Every day now, I mean, like, hey, my birthday's coming up. You know, it's just a few days away. Maybe it's because I'm not going to be home. I'll still be here in New York. But, uh, but yeah, telling everybody, I'm going to be here on Wednesday. It's going to be, I'll be flying back, actually, on my birthday, and that sucks. Anyway, that day, right about when I'm about to get on a plane, is when Sony is going to have this not-so-mysterious announcement that everyone is saying is, is them announcing the new system. Uh, I don't suppose you've read any of the the rumors about what they're going to be announcing, aside um, from the fact that it's the next system. I've read that they're going to be talking about the Gaikai support and how it's, they're supposed to be doing the old PlayStation 3 library. So at first I read that they, they weren't going to involve the this game streaming. right? And then I read that they were going to have game streaming, but only for PS3 games, which is interesting. Like, if you put in your PS3 disc, is it going to recognize it, but then play it from a server? Or is it you're going to have to buy them all digitally even if you already own it? Or will they say you can, you don't have to have the disc in the drive, but if you put it in once, then you can play it? Like, that wouldn't be true because then you could just rent it or something. I want, anyway. to, I want to be optimistic that they're going to think this through and do it right for the, by the consumer, but these companies never seem to do that ever. I always feel like they're always one step away from making an awesome experience happen, and it never actually happens, and then I'm always disappointed, so... I doubt that's what's going to happen. I would at least hope that maybe purchases, like for instance, I have a PlayStation Plus account, and you know, games that I've downloaded. If, if eventually they're going to have that streaming um, on Gaikai, 
I hope that's available, but... All right. I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this when we get back, and we will be right back. We're back again, and we were just talking about the new PlayStation that's going to be announced soon. Um, I actually wonder if this is going to be their time where they change the name. I don't think so. I think it'll be called the PlayStation 4 without any crazy branding. But um, there was also discussion about them not... So the, the, the game streaming thing, fine. Whether or not they do that, I don't even really care. Um, but a change, not so much in power and hardware and stuff, but more so with the ways that people play games. So basically taking taking a note from Nintendo, changing the play style. And there's there's been some talk about them maybe having a touch controller, kind of like the PS Vita has touch controls on it. Have you not read any of this stuff? I have read it, yes. I've seen have. the prototype of the controller, uh, which just looks like a controller with like a weird touch screen on it, but not really as interesting as... I've always kind of wished that these companies would... And I know it's very not feasible since controllers break but i always kind of wished that like the vita would just be a awesome controller that you could double as a controller like i wish i always wanted that with the the, the ds i kind of always wish the ds could just be a controller for a system and they really of, i always wanted that yes i don't the, I, I realized it would be it's really so expensive. small and clunky it's i mean it's hard to well i mean in my ideal video game fantasy the DS would be maybe built better to be a controller. I mean, very similar how, like, the, the Wii U tablet, like, I like the feel of that controller. Like, if they would have just taken that one step further and, I don't know, somehow found a way to do that but have it also be the system, I feel like they could have, you know, every, if you own a system, everyone gets the handhelds, they can play games on their own. I, I kind of always wanted that to happen, but it never happened. And There's no reason to do it. No, because then you're paying so much for, like, your Vita and if what if it breaks and you need to get a replacement or something? I mean, they, you could do an alternative, so you have the one that is the controller and the one that is also the system. Yeah, I just wish they synced better that you could do it or have. Well, I'm willing to bet that the Vita will connect to the PlayStation Four in a more direct way. Be be kind of like the the Wii U is, where it's it's a screen and a touch screen and an everything. Um, but basically, all they ever do is ape Nintendo's ideas. Yeah, uh, and I, mean, I suspect they will do that, and then build the move in and all that crap. I have used my Vita to play my PS3, and it was a pretty decent experience. They until do that. The, I have done that. Well, I've done I it mean, with. I know one there's some games. sort of mirroring or something. But, so you're actually using the Vita as a controller with the PS3. Yes. So, for instance, uh, when my fiance wants to, I mean, very similar to the old allure of the the Wii controller. She wanted to watch TV, so um, I can't remember what game it was that I was playing. Uh, but it, it did have Vita streaming support, so I was able to just continue the game on my Vita and connect through. It was pretty interesting, and uh, I thought it was some, I thought that was something different. So it actually takes whatever. It's not for all games. It's only games that support it. I don't know if it's called crossplay, but you actually can play a game on your Vita through your PS3. Uh, so it just uses it exactly like the Wii U does, where it streams the video. Yes. To the Vita, you're using the Vita controls. It's not as smooth. Um, there, like there was a couple small, like minor hiccups connection-wise, but I would say overall it was a very strong experience, better than I thought it was going to be. Um, really? Yeah, but not as good as the Wii U. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, it's a higher resolution screen than the Wii U, isn't it? Um, yes. I mean, I I I like the hardware. Uh, again, I I've always had every system, and I, Dude, normally, I do not have a Vita. I, I got one during one of the, the Thanksgiving sales, so that's the only reason why I got Dude, it. Dude, all right. So yeah. you said you listened to Golgatron, right, at yes. some point, or listened to their podcast and looked at the website or whatever, yes. which has not done anything for like a year now. But um, the guy who runs, runs Golgatron, um, he got a Vita when it first came out. And then you know how Taco Bell and lots of other 
companies do this thing where like, hey, if you buy this whatever large drink and you peel off the sticker on the side and you scratch something like you might win. He won a PS Vita through Taco Bell. Um, and he got that. Like that was before it was even released or anything, but it takes so long for that to actually, oh, I won. Okay, well, we're going to be sending them out you know, whenever and you'll finally get it eight weeks later or something. Um, I think we were at E3 last year. And while we were at E3, his Taco Bell Vita arrived with a couple games or something. So then he had two of them. Uh, then the white one comes out and he's like, oh, I don't have a white one. I should buy that. So now he has three PlayStation Vitas and basically never uses any of them, but has three. This guy right here, zero, zero, because I don't think there's anything to play. But I like the idea of playing my PS3 or just using it to play something else. Well, since I, I don't want to play anything on it uh, natively. Well, uh, ironically, I'm mostly only playing games in my backlog on my Vita, like Persona 3 and 4, which I never really got around to when they first came out. So um, that's the only reason why I have a Vita, <laughs> which is sad. But, you know, got to do what you got to do. Okay. So that is, so that'll be that'll be interesting if they build it they could cuz they could do something and say on the PlayStation 4 everything has to have this crossplay or whatever it's called uh to play on the Vita and then if you have the Vita then you have this Wii U like control but they would have to I mean it would have to be perfect video streaming well, not this imperfect one you're describing see I I've thought hard about what I would want in a future console and there's not there's not many features that I can think of but the the console that will win me over which right now I feel like it's either Microsoft or uh, Sony or both that are going to eventually do this, is the the console that's going to kind of iPhone-ize all the content um, in the fact that, like, for the, like so let's say they do the Gaikai stuff. If, if, I, if, if I have a PlayStation account and I have a PlayStation Plus account and I get whatever is going to happen with Gaikai, but I get it on my Vita and whatever this new feature system is that I could stream a PS3 game to my Vita or uh, my future system, I would be very happy with that. And if that's how they fix backwards compatibility, I'd be very happy with that. And again, it's weird because I shouldn't care too much about backward capabilities, but apparently with my story with the Wii U, I apparently do yeah. <laughs> uh, more than I probably should. But I think that's only because I'm always you know, behind in my game playing just with work and everything. Um, but the company that unifies all that and does it right will be the company that wins me over. And I feel like Steam is the only company that kind of does that, but really all they do is just like get licenses and move it from PC to PC. Um, I don't know. If, if they announce that... So you just of, want accessibility to content. You don't even care exactly. about I don't really, interesting game-playing experiences. Exactly. I mean, I care about interesting game-playing experiences when they happen. If they if they come out and say, oh, you could do you this and You and me are that. so polar opposite. It's, it's unbelievable. But, I mean, I, I enjoy good gameplay experiences as well. Um, but I can't think of any gameplay experience other than like, I don't know, virtual reality or something that like so far I, I haven't been able to get from everything that's coming like out. Like the Wii U. I've talked about virtual window control, right? Yes. Have you ever experienced that? I mean, you no. have, if you have portable, you have the 3DS, right? Yes. All right. Do you ever play the silent scope or not silent scope, whatever that, that C, See the game that that particular experience has not been fun. I haven't played that game, but I've played equivalent. Maybe the game that I played was bad. I've, During the I'll next also, break, I will have you play Rage on the iPad. Okay, except I only have one percent power on my iPad right now, but I'll make you play it. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about when you hold up, you hold it, and kind of look at it like it's a scope, and you move yes. it up and down. Yeah, like that particular experience has not that has not been too much fun for me experiences that I guess over the years that have been fun for me. DDR was really fun for me. Seriously. Uh, you're a DDR player. Yeah. DDR is awesome and uh, pump it up and all those games. So that's an experience pump it up and suck it, but okay. Uh, both of those games are fun. Um, my, Wii experiences when they first came out were very fun. Like Wii sports was a perfect encapsulation of what I feel like an out of the box new experience should be. But then there's also a lot of games that do it poorly. So I, so far, there has not been a new video gaming experience beyond a controller that's really been consistent with all games that I could get on board with. Like, not all Wii games use the Wii remote really well, and I just don't know enough about what a new system could yeah. do. No, you're right about that. You're yeah. right about that. And that's one of the problems with the Wii and the Wii U. I mean, they're the same thing, that uh, you, don't, you don't have consistent quality. That's always a problem, I mean, no matter where you go. But it is, it's very disjointed what what you're getting from game to game that and just what is asked of you as the player um 
I can understand why that's frustrating. But also, as the player, you have a choice of which games you're playing. Well, so so you should be able to find ones that are consistently good. Well, I mean, so that your your experience is consistently good because you're only picking the good games. But um, I mean, I see what you're saying. So what 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 is a feature you hope the new systems would come out and do that they aren't doing? You know, other than release Johann Sebastian Gauss to the world. <laughs> That'll be on the PlayStation 3 <laughs> as soon as the PlayStation 4 is available, yeah. ironically. Um, I don't I don't know that I'm looking for new features. Like they, I love what the Wii U is doing. Um, and if other systems wanted to release, you know, LCD game pads, that would be See, fine with me. But it's more likely that it would connect to other devices that already exist. Uh, and that's my, that's my biggest problem with the Wii U is they just have not gotten their content thing right like they should just have a nintendo account if you purchase a game like if i purchase super mario brothers on every device that ever comes out going forward that's nintendo i should have access yeah to to super mario brothers and the reason the wii u will fail is because nintendo's licensing system is completely messed up and that's just their online content in general not not just their licensing system but i've talked about this on a previous episode where like, when the next cool game comes out that's a first-person shooter that a lot of Americans are going to want to play, they're not going to play it on the Wii U because the whole friend system just isn't built up properly. But if it were, imagine, like, you sell the gun accessory, you've got the LCD pad, you can move around in free space, and or at least turn in free space, and be shooting people. It would be the best version of the game, but people aren't going to do it because actually joining up with people and playing is so frustratingly difficult. I guess it's going to be easier than it was on the Wii, but still not going to happen. Well, interesting enough, and this is a conversation that happened offline, but I will quickly bring it up. Um, I told you that I used to multi-box World of Warcraft. Yeah. That is something I would classify as a gameplay experience that you can't get anywhere else, even though it sounds really nerdy and weird and why would you do it? And for those who don't know, multi-boxing is when you play multiple characters at once, um, but that's the type of thing that I don't know how to classify specifically, but the feeling and flow you get of multi-boxing is something that you cannot get, at least in any current game that I've ever played. Because you have to basically be scripting and programming to do that, right? No, you don't. I mean, there's lots of people. I mean, there's programs to, that you have to be able to do, just like Johann Sebastian Joust. You have to install something to be able to get to a point to to play the game. Yeah. Um, there, obviously, to be really good at multi-boxing, you have to, to really think and strategize and do a lot of things around it but that's the type of gameplay experience and i don't know i feel like there's a lot of gameplay experiences and that's why I, i'm not really looking for a new system to give me a new uh, all right here yeah well i'm not looking for new experiences but i am always excited about crazy new power that's weak anyway we'll be right back else are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives where else in the valley on campus or online can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security artificial life programming and game studies as well as technology management where else Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain, lead, manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. All right, we're back for the final segment. Segment. Uh, this is when I mentioned UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. And now that we're done with that, we can continue. And, and we were just talking about PlayStation 4, it's finally being announced. Um, and I, I want to just get back to basics. What's going to matter with it? Um, I guess they're focusing on new 
gameplay types or gameplay experiences rather than hardware. I'm more interested in powerful hardware because I'm I'm waiting for the day when we have like very realistic environments. I don't know why. Like we always talk about how graphics don't matter, but I still want that time when they're so amazing that they just blow my mind at at every moment. Um, but like we think, well, what's that game that's basically like playing a movie? Um, heavy, heavy rain. rain. Heavy rain, yeah. right? Didn't do much for me. It didn't. But if we have a game that is uh, more realistic looking than that in like its atmosphere and, and all of that stuff, but also a game that's not boring as shit like that game was, uh, then I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that very much. It's pretty funny. All I've taken out of Heavy Rain is Jason, Jason, Jason. I don't know if you remember yeah. that part, but well, it's, it's all I remember. Right, it's right at the beginning. Well, I mean, I beat the game. I just, that's all I remember. <laughs> is that, like after after this, I kind of remember the story, but yeah. that's the only thing I've taken away from that game. I say it's boring. It's actually, I mean, a lot of people like it, and I kind of enjoyed it when I played it. I have to go back and play it. Well, I actually then, I guess I lied to you because there's two games my fiance has played. One of them was Heavy Rain. The other was Borderlands. Speaking, well. speaking of your fiance, there's something amazing that we were talking about during the break. So you guys, you play Borderlands. Yes. Yes. Borderlands 2 specifically. All right. Borderlands 2. Did you play the first one? I did. She did not. Okay. Is that because you guys got together after the fact? No, just uh, I'm not sure how it came to be, but Borderlands 2 is where she started her her gaming life so to speak okay so never played never played a video game basically before for borderlands 2 she's right here and has been quiet the whole time she doesn't want to talk but let me ask you so really how what games did you play prior to borderlands 2 i think diablo that was oh yeah she the, played the diablo. original diablo she or played two? Di- she played the new diablo a little bit but um she, it didn't it it didn't capture attention like Borderlands. Like there's there's been a few games I've tried to make her play, but Borderlands is make, the only tried to make her well play. get her to play. There you go. Wrong wrong use of of word. Try to get her to participate in. Um, but Farmville. Well, let her answer. I guess. I don't even remember the names now. <laughs> like, do, but every girl when you're like, oh yeah, I know, I totally play video games. I love Super Mario Brothers three on the NES. I, no, I don't have any of that. I don't remember the names. I've played games with him before, but... Did you grow up in a household with games at all? Not really. No, I really play a lot of video games. I think she had Street Fighter a little bit, but she knows Chun-Li. And yeah, it's not... But I don't play a lot at home. Did you grow up in that like traditional Asian household where parents don't like the kids doing anything fun? Yeah, pretty much. I had a lot of friends like that. Um, okay, so so Borderlands 2 comes along. You don't have any experience playing games. And for our longtime listeners like yourself, Mike, you remember that I've had, I've done these uh, experiments with women, and, or just people who don't play a lot of video games, right? But specifically women who had never played games before, they would, I'd have them play this string of games. And I, I don't think you've heard these shows that far back, right? But I would have them play like, let's say, Bust a Move, which is a puzzle game where you just aim things. So it's relatively easy to control. And then, you know, maybe a music game, like, uh, you know, Guitar Heroes or something. Uh, and then give them a 3D shooter where they've got, you've got two joysticks plus a bunch of buttons you have to control. And all of them, inevitably, they'd be looking up at the sky, turning around in circles, jumping in the water, not, not know what to do. Is, is that the experience that you had? Yes, totally. That was me in the beginning, yes. So what inspiration did you have to keep playing? Because they got... I mean, they got frustrated to the point of, of complete lack of interest immediately. They just like, no, this game's not for me. I don't want to play it. I guess I can say that because I wanted to play with my cousin who was also playing the game. And it's something that we, it's something that I wanted to try because I had somebody else who was a girl who was playing with me. So I kept going and and just went through and played the game. How long, how long in actual time did it take you from the first time you tried it and had no luck controlling the game at all to the time when you were like, all right, at least I can, I get it. Like I can walk around, I can aim properly, I can control myself the way that I want to control it. I, I think, I'm not sure, maybe a month, was it? I don't know. In gameplay time, it probably was about 
I, I definitely know she didn't get a handle of a lot of things like walking and the map. Like she was able to shoot things after a while, but we, we beat the whole game before she really got to a point where she could venture off on her own and understand what was going on. But but now you said she's actually better than you. Yes. Yeah, so just so you know, for people who haven't played Borderlands, there's you play the game once and then there's a you play the whole game again for like the, the rest of the content, and uh, so you, you kind of have to play the game twice to experience it. And so she's about halfway through that you know leveling system, like level twenty five of level fifty, before she was able to do it. Now she now she saves me. Now she runs ahead. Now she. She knows where the quests are. She knows how to how to turn stuff in. She knows how to purchase stuff. She knows how to make money in the game. She pretty much knows every aspect of the game and can do it uh, without me playing at all. Um, it's very impressive, in my opinion. Yeah. So you picked it up. It's weird because I want to say quickly, but not quickly at all. Uh, I mean, it took a month. Well, I still can't really read the map. Well, I get she lost can. a lot. Well, no women can read a map. Well, <laughs> that's. That's inherent. Um, but so that's it, how I mean, this had to be a month of playing the game before you could even control it properly. Like that, that's a certain level of frustration that you had to just push through. Right. But I was seeing myself level up. So I wanted to get to that point where I can max my level. So, OK, so she was seeing rewards. I think I think the fact that the game has money in it may have helped, too. I that like was a hook. Looting, too. And like. Yes, that's part of why I, I guess I got into it. So were you playing World of Warcraft before this as well? No, no, I never got into that. Smart move. Right. That's smart. Okay. I mean, is, is that impressive to you at all? Like, the, Do you play other games now because of your experience with this one? I, well, Borderlands 2. I haven't really started. I have a really short attention span, so I'm into this one for now, and then I, I don't think I can get into another one yet. If you had a short attention span, you would be done with that game by now. Well, devotion, I guess, for a game. That was my limit. Okay. All right. Well, I am impressed because nobody else has has been... I mean, I guess I'm trying to decide what what it is. So your incentive was playing with your cousin, your female cousin. Notice I was not part of that incentive at all. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. She's like, well, I wanted to play with this other girl... Who wasn't in the room with me? Just to mention, her cousin has barely played with us. You know, she played like once or twice. But uh, so, do you guys have? Does that does Borderlands Two allow you to play two people simultaneously, or do you have to have two systems? It's co-op on the same screen. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that actually, because it was co-op, it resulted in basically having another player. Yes. Right. And I obviously, if it's co-op, you can play two people. What I mean is, it encouraged someone else to now come into the fold of liking the game and perhaps helped encourage you to buy the DLC for it. Maybe you wouldn't have if she wasn't there, although you probably would have, right? I probably would not have, but really? this became our game. And uh, I completely, the second she got into it enough where I knew she was going to play, it was instant buy for the DLC. But I probably would not have on, on my own. I mean, I have a lot of other similar games that I like with loot systems or RPGs to play and things like that. So this became our game. Yeah, I don't know if if developers realize this, but uh, having other people play with you is a huge incentive. Like, I never buy digital content, but like, I had a friend over one day, and like, oh, what do you want to play? I don't know what's available. So like, we bought Trine Two. I said, oh, sure, I'll just buy it, download it real fast, and we'll play it. And I had no qualms at all because like, we could go out and do something, and I'd spend fifteen or twenty bucks going out. But here, I could just spend fifteen bucks and have the game at home, and we just play it. It was great. Um, By myself, I would never have have done that, but you. I mean, it's sort of the same thing, right? There's a game that you could play with someone else where it wouldn't have happened if there wasn't co-op. Yeah, and that would never have happened uh, if it was not uh, same system co-op because she's not going to go out and buy another PlayStation just to play this game. Although, we now I've talked about it, if Borderlands 3 comes out, we may have to get a whole other system now and you know get a, a secondary TV just to play Borderlands 3. But that's a whole different conversation that, you know... You, yeah. She's smiling as I mentioned. We have multiple TVs, and I have so many Xboxes, it's ridiculous. Yeah, see, um, I don't. I have one PS3. One. But we never use it. She doesn't like playing the same games I like, except Catan. Catan's a good game. Why aren't we playing Catan I have it. Online. I have, well, Catan Online? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Where are you playing? Oh, on Xbox Live? I don't usually play online. I play in person mostly. Yeah, well, get it for Xbox Live. I have it for Xbox my Live. My wife and I and you, we can all play together. We'll finally okay. have a group of people to play. Two right. people, not good enough to play. Right. Three or four? 
that works. Yeah, Catan's definitely a three, four, five, or six person game. Although the Xbox Live is four only. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not five or six on yeah. Xbox. Yeah. Okay, so so you played Borderlands two to the point that you actually were able to control it. Congratulations for that, by the way. Um, and now Borderlands three, I guess you're saying is gonna come out. I mean, it seems. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the idea is it probably will and. Has uh, this encouraged you to look towards other games, like other first-person shooters that you might want to play? Right now, no. No. So, so, so when you think of yourself as a gamer, or, or when you think of games to play, you actually have no inherent desire to play games except this one particular game met your fancy, like, all right, we'll play that game, but now we're done with it, we don't play it anymore. But you have no desire to look outside that box. Maybe once I'm done with this game or to a point where, not, where I don't want to play anymore. Wow. Okay. I mean, she's to the point when they, they, they give out codes all the time for the game. Mm-hmm. She subscribes to their Facebook feed. She subscribes to their Twitter feed. She gets the code. She inputs it on her own. That's, that's kind of classic girl stuff. Well, she, right? Becoming devoted to a brand or something. That's a, you're a marketer's dream, but they had to get, get you sucked in in the first place. Well, this is interesting to me. I wish I could interview... We never even said your name. What, what's, what's your name? Tina. There you go. Got her to talk on the show and to give her name. I'm going to need a release form to buy the, or signed, by the way. Just FYI. Um, all right. Well, this is New York episode number one. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Mike, is, is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to push? Any uh, product, perhaps, that you want to get free free publicity for? No. I'm Wackasm on most gaming systems. So if you want to play with me, that's great. Sorry that I was probably not the greatest guest. You were my, fantastic. My what are you talking about? In the beginning, I think this is probably going to sound really bad. But fantastic. Next time I'm in, I'm in New York, we'll have an even bigger fest of people. It'll be fantastic. Thank Huge. you, everyone, for listening. Website is chatterboxgameshow.com. We'll be back next week with Ara in house. Good night. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.